This episode of Dad is Not a Noun. I want to thank today's sponsor, the Real Dads Network, 11th Annual Real Dads Network Daddy Daughter Dance. When we empower fathers, we strengthen the family. And no better way to represent this than through a daddy daughter dance where traditions are carried on and new traditions begin. Get your tickets fast before it sells out for this amazing Girl Dad Gala, the 11th annual Daddy Daughter Dance, February 18th, 2023 in Harlem, New York. Go to the website, www.daddydaughterdance11.eventbrite.com. Oh, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them Along with my crown And since the baton was passed I've been down Cause feeling's not an option And dad is not a noun Not at all Alright, you're back Yep, back Well, that's awesome. technology <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you gotta love technology Yep, but yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, finish what you were saying about the, you know, you had the different groups coming together, uh, the different foods that, that with Hemmings. Yeah, well, that, that was the, the critical thing that went with Hemmings to Paris was that fusion of the West African uh, ethnic uh, groups that were all congregated in Virginia, along with the tradition of English, Irish, and Scottish Welsh cooking that, you know, Native American cooking was added to that and a little bit of other European countries, uh, German and French, etc. But that was the fusion that the Africans took and then they spun their magic and mm. created an incredibly flavorful cuisine. They took original cooking and created a cuisine. Ironically, that was the first regional plant from Virginia plantation houses and taken to the first urban center, Philadelphia, by Hercules Posey and James Hemings and people like him and other enslaved cooks. But they took that Virginia, fine Virginia plantation cooking, which was the finest in America, and they took it to an urban setting, first in Philadelphia and then to New York. And that was the mm. cooking that James Hemings took to Paris and fused that with French cuisine to create a fusion, the first fusion of French cooking. Okay? And um, and it's, it's, it's the fusion that uh, was the basis of the training that, that the, the grand Southern cooking, the late Edna Lewis, um, she, you know, to the, the white folks were like, oh, well, how did you learn these fine French recipes? She said, well, my mom and them cooked it. And I, I was blessed that in my life, I was able to attend one of her um, what what was called a hunt breakfast at Middleton Place Plantation in South Carolina, and, and um, and took me for a long walk on the plantation 
because I was clashing with the young white uh, man who was, you know, had insulated himself in, the, in her life. And uh, and at the time, it just it just rankled me. And uh, and she just took me for a walk. She said, "He's a good boy. He's a good boy." And I want you to just understand that. And I I got it because I understood that an old woman at the end of her life needed somebody like that. And sometimes that's not your blood family. That's not your blood. I understand it much better better now um that you know and those people become become you and uh and i i understand more now than i than i did then but the the hunt breakfast was so fantastic that the biscuits floated through the air landed on your plate Clattered themselves with handmade butter that she made <laughs> and wow. dancing plum jam that she'd put up from the year before. And you were elevated to a spot where it was privilege. It was wow. such a privilege that you that, you know, there's no amount of money that could pay for this. And um and I was treated to what the legendary piece that the the other thing and the very intended um part in the documentary was to to really help people understand that fine dining in America was created by enslaved black chefs and and uh, and butlers okay and that is um that is something that's not that we're not giving credit for. We're giving credit for oh, they got some soul food. They had the leftovers and they created all this stuff with this slop stuff, slop slop slop. But yep. no, no, fine dining in America was created by enslaved black folks. Um, this is good. Yeah, um, just um. Uh, really kind of understanding how that information was shared, okay? Um, I remember when my one of my great aunts were teaching me how to cook mushrooms. And, um, and I was looking right in her mouth. And she said, stop looking in my mouth and look at what I'm doing. Mm. So don't believe your ears, believe your eyes. Okay, I, I can say anything, but you can see what I'm doing. So keep focused. And that admonition was key to me just paying attention in general. Okay. Um, and that's how that information disseminated. James Henley, literally, by Jefferson's hand, had to create the first cooking school in America. Nobody talks about that. No. Okay, nobody talked about that, but he did. And when when Jefferson refused to render a mission to be the chef at the White House, James Hemings wouldn't go. But his students went. His mm-hmm. three students, three women, 
uh, Ursula Granger, Francis Hearn, and Peter Fawcett. And they went to teach the white French chef that Jefferson hired how to cook James's style of cooking. That's how that went. Um, so I am thrilled to be telling this story. These stories are important. And um, this is just the first in a trilogy. And I encourage everybody to see uh, Ghost in America's Kitchen by, by Anthony Burham and Ashbel McElveen. And it's on Amazon Prime now. Definitely. I recommend you go, and see, go seeing that. And then before we end the conversation, I know you talked about you felt that um, uh, James Hennings was murdered. Because he, yes. like when he, he went to Philadelphia, and which is ironic because that was around the same time that Hercules escaped slavery from George Washington because he was his cook. He escaped and went to Philadelphia. Yeah, Hercules. Yeah, Hercules. Yeah. But James Hennings went to cook at a tavern in Baltimore. That's mm -hmm. where he was. And, uh, and literally, you know, fresh off the boat from Paris, and he was known as a, as a sharp dresser. So he had the most exquisite clothes um, uh, available, um, the finest boots, the finest shirts, um, and nobody, even the richest white people in Baltimore had those clothes. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine a free Baltimore around with those clothes um, would not have been good, okay? But for me, to answer the question, um, I don't think he drank himself to death because every person in colonial America, nobody drank water. Everybody drank spirits, either mm. beer, ale, or wine, or hard spirits. He didn't drink water. So... To uh, so uncommon <laughs> because that is conceiving, cons consuming liters of of ale every day. Yeah, um, that was your water because the water wasn't safe to drink. You drank ale, so all of these reasons are why I don't feel he was he committed suicide. This was even though we had a technical difficulty, but this was an amazing conversation. Um, I definitely want you back on again whenever you have time or whenever you're back to the States. Um, um, I'm just waiting for that invitation in the mail for, for dinner. So, <laughs> oh, you, and you're gonna get you, we're gonna be breaking bread, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> we're gonna be breaking bread. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to hugging my newest godson, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Be safe out there. Um, God bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. It was truly and God early bless you and thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much and you as well. You're a gift to me. Bless uh, you. Thank okay. you. So for you, yeah, yeah.
there whenever it matters And even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here by that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders For what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still I know Give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them Along with my crown And since the baton was passed I've been down Cause failing's not an option And dad is not a noun Not at all My message to any dad, man First off, know that yeah It, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.